It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you three days a week. But starting next week, Monday, July 19th, we'll be back. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's five days a week throughout the rest of the season as we are two weeks away from the Carolina Panthers reporting to training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College. Go Terriers! So excited for that, excited to finally have some actual news going on at the Carolina Panthers. And we'll get into some news, or the lack thereof. Taylor Moten, he has been put on the franchise tag, and he is willing to play on it this year in 2021. The Carolina Panthers have until Thursday, July 15th, this Thursday, to sign him to an extension. Or else, he'll play on the franchise tag and not have to wait until next offseason in 2022 in order to sign him. Also going on, Christian McCaffrey was not listed as the top running back by anonymous scouts and league executives in an ESPN top 10 at the position, something they've been doing for the last two weeks. Went over it yesterday uh, with top 10 quarterbacks and Sam Darnold obviously not being in the top 10, but having something in common with another top 10 quarterback. And if that could help him, have success in Carolina in 2021 to be determined. Also, Dan Arnold, what could he mean for the Carolina Panthers in 2021? This was a very bad team in the red zone last year. Ian Thomas did not have the breakout season a lot of people were hoping in 2020. Can Dan Arnold be that kind of guy that they need at tight end in 2021 after his career year in Arizona last year with the Cardinals? Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify on Odyssey, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. We're typically on Fridays, and I think we'll have it on this Friday. Not quite sure yet, but typically on Fridays throughout the off season, we have our weekly Friday mailbag. I see your mailbag questions, and I will answer those questions if I don't have a mailbag at some point in the show, maybe make a topic out of it. I don't know, but you send the questions in. They will get answered at some point in time. So make sure to follow me on, Julian, at, on Twitter at Julian Council, and you can get those questions in either adding me or DMing me. The DMs are open, so go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and start off, though, with the situation with Carolina Panthers and their right tackle, Taylor Moten. We've been over it before. The Carolina Panthers' offensive line situation outside of Taylor Moten is uninspiring, to say the least. On the right side, I feel relatively fine with John Miller back at right guard. At center, Matt Paradis has been good throughout his career. He struggled his first year in Carolina, I think, coming off of that leg injury. That played a large factor, was much better last season, but still not necessarily a guy that you're going to see here in Carolina past the season. And then on the left side, the first two signings that they made at the beginning of free agency offer no sort of inspiration at all. In my opinion, based off of what they've done so far in their NFL careers, and Cam Irving likely to start at left tackle. That's as much what Matt Rule has said when we get to training camp in two weeks down in Spartanburg. And then Pat Elfline, 
who started off his career in Minnesota, then went to New York, and did not do a great job protecting Sam Darnold, who we'd been over, struggled in New York, in part because of bad offensive line play. So why would a bad offensive lineman from the Jets now be on this team trying to protect him when he couldn't do it last season? There are certainly other options, and David Moore, who is the undrafted free agent, out of Grambling, but likely more at guard or potentially at center. Obviously, Deontay Brown was drafted in the sixth round out of Alabama. The man is the largest dude in Charlotte. But will he able? Will he be able to maintain weight and actually see the field this year? And there's also Greg Little. There's Dennis Daly. There's Trent Scott, who probably is can see more as the incumbent at left tackle and the most likely the best competition to. Cam Irving, and then there's Brady Christensen, drafting the third round out of BYU, an All-American last year at left tackle. This is not the greatest offensive line group here in Carolina, and Pat Meyer has a lot of work to do if he's going to get these guys ready to protect Sam Darnold and allow this offense to reach its potential in 2021. Not a lot of time, but he has the requisite time that you're given every year in a National Football League. So that makes it even more important for the Carolina Panthers to want to sign and extend Taylor Moten. Now, a couple days ago, Joe Person of The Athletic had tweeted out that there seemed to be no sense of movement between Moten, his agent, and the organization in furthering a deal. Then on Tuesday afternoon, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com tweeted this out saying the Panthers have interest in extending right tackle Taylor Moten, but Moten has been prepared to plan a franchise tag for quite some time, so there'd be a gap to bridge per sources. Teams have two hours before the deadline, many tag players trending toward no deal barring change. And Allen Robinson is one of those players, at least the, probably the biggest one on the franchise tag coming up here in 2021, the wide receiver of the Chicago Bears. He's set to play on it as he's not going to have a deal with the Bears. So expect Taylor Moten, who's, I guess, in probably a different situation than Allen Robinson, as Robinson is being held hostage by a team that has not given him a quarterback until at least now with Justin Fields, who might even start day one for Chicago. But that's not our issue. Our issue is whether Taylor Moten will be here in Carolina past 2021. And that certainly is up in the air. Now, the key to what Jeremy Fowler said there, that Moten has been prepared to plan a franchise tag for quite some time, so there'd be a gap to bridge. Clearly, the organization has a number in their mind of what they're willing to give Taylor Moten. And obviously, Taylor Moten and his representation have a number that it's going to take for him to re-sign the Carolina Panthers prior to July 15th on Thursday afternoon. And it does not appear to me, based on what Joe Person said a couple days ago and what Jeremy Fowler put out there on Tuesday, that the Carolina Panthers and Taylor Moten are going to come to a deal by the deadline. Taylor Moten recognizes that he is worth a ton of money. He sees the situation here with the offensive line in Carolina and just how bad it is. And he also sees down south in New Orleans, within the division, Ryan Ramchick, a three-time All-Pro player, by the way, which Taylor Moten's never been. He's never been a Pro Bowl, but still a solid player. And the lack of All-Pros and Pro Bowls should not limit what he should be owed here in Carolina or anywhere else in the NFL, especially he continues to be a solid player that he was last season. But Ramchick signed five years, $96 million with $6 million guaranteed. That has certainly complicated things for the Carolina Panthers. I think they were already complicated, and Moten knows what he wants, and the Panthers know what they want to give him, and neither side is willing to meet the other in the middle as of right now. And in terms of the organization, I don't believe, as I said last week, I do not believe that Taylor Moten is worth five years, $96 million. 
like Ram Ryan Ramchick, 19 mil a year. I don't feel like he is worth that. We had the conversation when Bill Barnwell of ESPN.com was kind of ranking off seasons per teams, and he felt like Taylor Moten was probably in line for a 14 and a half, 15 million dollar a year deal, which that makes a lot of sense to me. I'd even maybe go to 16, but he is a right tackle, mind you. And the Panthers do not have a left tackle. Now, if he was playing left tackle, then sure, let's go up to 18, potentially $19 million if that's the position he was playing. But that's not the position that he's playing. He's more comfortable at right tackle. He started 47 straight games for the Carolina Panthers. He has been the most consistent player on the offense outside of Christian McCaffrey. And you can obviously probably say more than Christian McCaffrey just because of McCaffrey missing 13 games last year in 2020. So probably the most valuable player on the Panthers roster, arguably one of them who plays all the time and can step up in a situation if you need him at left tackle. If I'm Taylor Moten, I'm not going to take anything less than what this team is offering me or what I want, rather. So the Panthers don't want to meet him, and he's already getting the money he's getting this year under the franchise tag, which, again, I forget the, I forget the number all the time. Again, he's getting $14 million. Or I guess technically... If we're going to be exact about it, Taylor Moten is going to be getting $13.75 million on the franchise tag in 2021. That's still a lot of money. And Matt Rule has said that we've obviously made a significant investment in Taylor Moten. Yeah, for a season. But what about beyond this? It would be probably in Taylor Moten's interest to go ahead and get a deal done. Because we've already seen here in Carolina and Daryl Williams, who had an all-pro season. Then he comes back, contract year. Hurts his knee in training camp, tries to come back that first week of the season against the Cowboys, gets hurt again, and that's basically it. Then he comes back, has to sign a one-year deal, not up to the standard he thought he would be getting when he was a second-team All-Pro in Carolina. Then he, again, has to play left tackle, out of position, because Taylor Moten's on the roster. He struggles there. He goes to Buffalo, has a good season, then eventually gets paid. But still, I don't think he had to pay the amount of money that he expected he was going to get after being a second-team All-Pro. But I think Moten's a little bit better. I'm not even a little. I think he's a lot better than what we had here in Darrell Williams in Carolina. And if I'm Taylor Moten, yeah, I'm going to think about the injury concerns, certainly. He is getting a ton of money. He's already bought a house here in Charlotte. He plans on being here in the Carolinas probably for the rest of his life after his football playing career is over. But he has also already recognized, and he said this back last season, that it's a business. I would love to be here. But he's not going to sell himself short. And nor should any player in the NFL, knowing how Little, the league, cares about them at the end of the day. So, Milton, I want him here in Carolina. The Panthers absolutely should try to re-sign him and do everything possible. Not saying that they should give him whatever he wants, but they should go a lot closer to what he wants than him going a lot closer to what they want to give him because Taylor Moten is absolutely worth it. And you look at the Panthers' offensive line right now, there's not a guarantee that any of the projected five starters going left to right right now, Cam Irving at left tackle, Pat Elfline at left guard, Matt Paradis at center, John Miller at right guard, and Taylor Moten at right tackle, there's no guarantee that any of those guys will be back in 2021. 2022, rather. Now, is it a bad thing? Well, Moten, absolutely. Paradis, Miller... Elfline, Irving, eh, we'll see. But for Moten, the only consistency that you have on the offensive line, yeah, the Carolina Panthers need to find a way to sign that guy. But the way things look right now, I have a hard time believing that Taylor Moten is going to be re-signing with the Carolina Panthers by Thursday. And I have a hard time believing he's going to be a Carolina Panther in 2022, particularly if he goes out there and has a Pro Bowl season or, hell, even an all-pro season for the Panthers in 2021. Now, a guy who 
is going to be looking to bounce back and have an all-pro season and a Pro Bowl season. And someone who's done it multiple times and someone who's already gotten the bag here in Carolina is Christian McCaffrey. Where does he rank in the top 10 of NFL running backs, according to ESPN, and not just according to ESPN, according to some scouts and executives that anonymously uh, answer these questions. And spoiler alert, he's not number one, and I'm kind of confused by that. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So ESPN continued their ranking of top 10 running backs in the NFL, asking NFL execs and coaches to rank the top 10 running backs. How high was Christian McCaffrey, who again last season only played in three games as the Carolina Panthers struggled without him offensively? Although they did have four guys go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Mike Davis, one of them, who did Yeoman's work filling in for Christian McCaffrey. He's now down I-85 South in Atlanta playing for the rival Falcons. But Christian McCaffrey, back at the Carolina Panthers this year, hoping, I'm sure, to once again prove that he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. But according to execs and coaches, they do not believe, entering 2021, that he is the top running back in the NFL. Chris McCaffrey ranks fifth among NFL running backs behind number one, Derrick Henry, number two, Alvin Kamara of New Orleans Saints, number three, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings, and number four, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. All four of those guys are great. Absolutely. And here's a justification from the article saying Christian McCaffrey was never going to fall far. He's just 18 months removed from becoming the third tailbook ever to post 1,000 yards rushing and receiving in the same season. By the way, Marshall Falk and Roger Craig, the other two guys have done that. He can do it all. And AFC personnel and value already says, complete back, footwork, and lateral quickness. There's probably nothing, there's probably nobody better. But missing 13 games last season with a high ankle sprain and a shoulder injury affected his standing. Some evaluators aren't quite sure what to expect in 2021. If you value durability as far as a criteria, then I'm not sure he's going to hold up. Love the player, but at a size 5'11", 205, the injuries, I'm just not sure. Supporters expect McCaffrey to anchor the Panthers' offense as elite slot receiver and play a big play machine for new quarterback Sam Darnold. More explosive plays will be the answer. Another McCaffrey 69 rushes last year. He went for more than 15 yards. And that's the whole justification. Now... Being worried about durability of Christian McCaffrey, to me, that was something that we talked about. I mean, not not we, because I wasn't doing it back podcast back then. But that's something that was a conversation among a lot of people with the Carolina Panthers when they decided to draft him. 
out of Stanford was, oh, Chris McCaffrey, he's small. Can he run between the tackles? Can he be able to maintain and hold up? If anyone watched him play at Stanford and sees the offense that David Shaw and the Cardinal run annually, even back, being back to when Jim Harbaugh is there, it's pretty pro-style. And Stanford is one of those ground-and-pound teams that what runs between the tackles? So it was asinine then, and it's asinine now, to wonder if Chris McCaffrey, the guy who takes care of his body, may be better than anyone else in the National Football League. And I'll Go ahead, put up Tom Brady there, too. Maybe Tom Brady's one, but then McCaffrey's two. It's either them one or two. Either way, it's asinine to me to question whether he can be durable when he has rarely ever missed games playing football. And he said as much that during minicamp and OTAs, how... He had never missed any time. I think he missed one game at Stanford. He hadn't missed any time in the NFL in that one year, back when he was healthy, in 2019, when he had the 1,000-1,000 season, played every game, wasn't injured. Last year, high ankle sprain. Okay, he's going to the sideline in Tampa Bay, what, week three? Someone falls on his ankle. That sucks. Then, later on that season, against Kansas City, he gets his shoulder pile-drived into the ground. That sucks. Both of those are fluke injuries. They're injuries that come a part of football. And they can happen on any play to anyone. Not just a running back. It could be a wide receiver. It could be a tight end. It could be a defensive back getting an interception. It could be anyone who could have those injuries happen to them on a single play. And unfortunately for Christian McCaffrey, in the season right after he signed a big deal, in the first year under the new head coach, Matt Rule, unfortunately, he had those injuries suffered in that season. And he also, which wasn't listed, had the groin injury as he was working too hard to get back. But outside of that, the other ones could not have been prevented at all. McCaffrey has been fine in Carolina when it comes to being healthy. And one season of not being healthy does not mean that coming in 2021, he's not going to be healthy. I've never appreciated the moniker that people throw out on guys of being injury prone. It's just bad luck more than anything. If they're not taking care of their body and... You know, they're not working out and they're pulling things, or that, then maybe that's injury prone. But because a guy tore his ACL, is that his fault? Because a guy got his leg broken because someone rolled on him, is that his fault? I don't, I've never understood how anyone can try and say someone's injury prone. And Chris McCaffrey certainly is, is not that. So now it leads me to wonder based off of these valuations, I'm sure he doesn't care at all how he's ranked among running backs. And without a doubt, when he's healthy, he's better than Nick Chubb. Because Nick Chubb does not provide the same versatility as Chris McCaffrey. Nor does Dalvin Cook, who is a, an excellent running back in the receiving game. But he ain't Chris McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara, I love him. I think he's fantastic. I take McCaffrey. Derrick Henry's the only other dude. Only other dude. And I don't think he's as versatile as Chris McCaffrey. But he is a monster. And I would never want to stand in front of Derrick Henry. And the majority of the guys in this league don't want to stand in front and try and stock Derrick Henry. He single-handedly is the Titans offense a lot of times. Now, yes, they've added some wide receivers. Of course, Julio Jones is now there. Ryan Tannehill's had a renaissance in his career since being traded. And Marcus Mariota failing there in Tennessee. But, man, Chris McCaffrey, if it's not if it's not him, then Derrick Henry. But no one else should be in front of Chris McCaffrey other than Derrick Henry. And when we talk about versatility, I don't even think Derrick Henry is the most versatile player. And I still think that Christian should have won the Heisman that year over Derrick Henry, considering the records he broke at Stanford. But that's a conversation for another day and something that really doesn't matter because Derrick has the Heisman Trophy and Christian's never going to have it. And you know what? I think they're both doing pretty well now in the National Football League. But I would think that he kind of has something to prove just based off of there's going to be doubts. And I think he hears the doubts of, oh, well, you know, you got the money now. You're going to keep up producing. You're in this offense. 
You know, there's other guys out there. I know people want to see his his total in terms of touches go down. I'm not one of those people. I want to give one of the best offensive weapons, if not the best offensive weapon in football, the ball as much as possible. I don't need to hand it to anybody else. I like DJ Moore. I like Robbie Anderson. Uh, I like what Dan Arnold can, can provide. Uh, I like what Terrace Marshall potentially can provide if he's healthy. Man, my first option, 1A, 1B, 1C, 1 all the way to Z, it doesn't even matter. It is Christian McCaffrey. I want that dude having the ball as much as possible. So, because he has something to prove, sure, to the outside, to himself, I'm certainly sure he has something to prove. But, man, to me, Christian McCaffrey has nothing to prove. The dude's the best back in the league. The only other person up there on his level is Derrick Henry. And, honestly, I don't even think he really is sometimes on the same tier as Christian McCaffrey in terms of versatility and we can provide to an offense. Yeah, Henry's awesome. He's a great player. But Christian McCaffrey... He's the best back in the National Football League, so I don't know what these coaches and evaluators are thinking, being worried about durability, because until last season, that was never an issue for Christian McCaffrey, and I don't expect it to be an issue moving forward either. Now, what was an issue for the Carolina Panthers last year was productivity at tight end, which they addressed in the offseason during free agency by getting Dan Arnold, a free agent who had a career year last year in Arizona. How key is Dan Arnold to the Panthers' offensive success in 2021? I'll get into that in just a moment. Guys, been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have some amazing flavors out there that you need to try. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate are all fantastic flavors that you can get from Built Bar. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. So that's right. If you got strawberry or you get orange, or you get Cherry Barcia, you're also getting 100% chocolate covering those flavors. So getting the fruit flavor and that chocolate flavor, what could be better? Well, you know what could be better? Being able to get a mixed box of Built Bar. What does that mean? You get two Built Bar flavors. You get each of the flavors, you get two of them, all nine flavors in a box. So it's 18 Built Bars, two of each flavor in one box. How awesome is that? Well, also what's awesome about Built Bar is that they're they're healthy for you. Most Built Bars, only have about 130, 180 calories, only four grams of sugar, and about four to five grams of net carbs. That is amazing and something that you should want to go out there and get now. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, and you can have them by going to BuiltBar.com and using promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's no secret that the Carolina Panthers need to be better at the tight end position in 2021. Last year, Ian Thomas led the group with 20 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. That's not good enough. Last year, it was fine in terms of you had, again, as we talked about, four different guys go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Mike Davis no longer on the team. Curtis Samuel now back up with Ron Rivera up with the Washington football team. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore now back with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey again. You draft Terrace Marshall. You sign David Moore from Seattle. So you, you have options. 
At the wide receiver position, certainly. And in the backfield, obviously. But at tight end, what do you have? Tommy Trimble, drafted out of the third in the third round, out of Notre Dame, more of a blocking tight end. I think he eventually could become an overall tight end, especially in the passing game. But right now, that's not the expectation. Ian Thomas, it's put up or shut up now. Now or never for Ian Thomas if he wants to be a Carolina Panther past this season. And for Dan Arnold, this is his opportunity. He is a converted Division III wide wide receiver to a tight end. Last year, he caught 31 passes for 438 yards and four touchdowns in that Cardinals offense with Kyler Murray and run by head coach Cliff Kingsbury, which has led him to Carolina. And here in Carolina, we're used to good tight end play. Wesley Walls, he's up there in the ring of honor. Greg Olson, he's going into the ring of honor one day. He might even be going into Canton in the Hall of Fame. That's how good Greg Olson was throughout his NFL career, primarily, obviously, here in Carolina when he was traded from the Chicago Bears. But what can Dan Arnold provide? Now, when you look back to last season in the red zone, we get really caught up in Teddy Bridgewater and his inefficiencies, and you can certainly go back to the Minnesota game, you can go back to Chicago, and some other games like that where he was not good in numerous situations. But we go back to the end-of-game situations, 0 for 8 in game tying or game-winning drives, and you also have to look at the red zone. Too often did the Carolina Panthers in 2020 have to settle for field goals. Now, Joey Sly, typically in that range, is just fine, which is good. But you're not going to win football games against good football teams by settling for field goals. Which is why I love their aggressiveness in that opening drive on the road against Kansas City. They knew that they weren't going to beat Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and that Chiefs team by kicking field goals all day. So they were aggressive from the jump, and I'm fine with the Panthers still being aggressive. But they need the weapons around Sam Darnold, who I'm not confident in, but he has the potential to do well under Joe Brady and with the guys around him. Now, Dan Arnold, having his size in the red zone and being a legitimate threat as a pass catcher can only help the Carolina Panthers. So I think he is key to the team's success offensively this year, mainly in the red zone. Now, from the 20s, in between the 20s, sure, whatever he provides, that's great. But when we get within the 20s in that red zone, within the 10-yard line, and it's third and goal from the six, that's the guy the Panthers going to be looking for. Terrace Marshall certainly has size. We don't know how healthy he's going to be, but Dan Arnold, that's the guy that the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, should really be looking at in those situations. And I'm sure Joe Brady's going to find ways to scheme him up. And from everything Matt Rule has said, he likes what Dan Arnold's provided. He's going to be a part of this offense. He's going to be a key part. So for the Carolina Panthers in 2021 to be able to reach what they want to reach in terms of offensive success and to get to their ceiling, it's going to not... It's not going to necessarily only apply to what Dan Arnold does, but he's going to be a factor, and he's going to be one of the key factors, in my opinion, when it comes to solving those red zone problems. Now, having Christian McCaffrey back healthy obviously also should help. Not having Cam Newton anymore, who was kind of the red zone threat for all those years for the Carolina Panthers, and he also had another guy in Greg Olson who was a good red zone threat for the Carolina Panthers. And you used to have those tall receivers and Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches who couldn't catch anything, but hey, at least they were tall, but still. Your biggest red zone threat now plays the New England Patriots. Now you bring one in at Dan Arnold after not having one last season. Hopefully you have a quarterback in Sam Darnold that's going to be more effective in these situations, unlike the one that you shipped off to Denver and Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm saying for the Carolina Panthers to be able to reach their ceiling, Dan Arnold needs to be key to for this team, particularly in the red zone, if they want to have that success in 2021 and be in that wild card hunt like we talked about yesterday. And hey, even maybe make the playoffs and be set up for more and greater success in trying to go after a division title in 2022.
All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council. As always, again, coming on Monday, we're going to be doing five days a week. So right now, stick with me, typically three days a week, but you might get actually more episodes this week based off of what's going to happen on Thursday at the deadline with Taylor Moulton. As I said earlier, I do not expect anything to happen in terms of Taylor Moulton signing an extension. The deadline for that is Thursday afternoon for the Carolina Panthers and Taylor Melton to sign a long-term extension. If they don't, then the Panthers will have to sign him in 2022. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where I'm going to need your participation for the weekly Friday mailbag. I'm going to try and get get one in this week. So go ahead and send those questions in. If I don't get to it, I will get to your questions at some point in time. So make sure to send those in at Julian Council. Either at me or DM me. DMs are open. Again, guys, appreciate your support. Love y'all. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.